Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey friend, it's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. Ah, it's so much fun doing this. I am doing another episode of Ask Me Anything. This is part three. If you missed parts one and two, just go and check it out. And it's at denisedt.com slash podcast is the whole list. And basically, um, I thought it's really fun. Sometimes I get questions that come in and it's not enough for a full podcast episode and it keeps me on my toes because it's like a new question every couple of minutes. So this is part three and I'll just jump straight in. Um, So we get a lot of questions sometimes about how to prep for time off or for something like maternity leave. I've actually written about this a lot. So if you come over and get the show notes for this episode, I will link to all of the places that I wrote about this when it was in real time for me. So I've had three kids and um, I prepped quite differently for each one. Obviously, the first one was the most unexpected because I didn't know what was going to happen afterwards. I was like, I'm having a baby. Um, I think I'm going to be a completely different person after this, but I'm not sure. Um, I thought I was going to lose all my ambition and my creativity. So I was like preparing for the worst. Um, But actually my advice is the same advice I would have for anybody in business. Uh, Like having a baby for me made me be a better CEO because up until then, I could do everything myself. I didn't have to really have any systems or boundaries because I kind of had heaps of time to overwork. Um, And so some of the things I started doing in preparation for maternity leave, batching my content was really good for me that I've continued to do to this day. Um, Having boundaries in my community groups, not doing everything for everyone having someone to um, do customer service for me, you know, like being able to hire a few things out. That's all stuff that I should have done anyway. So for me, it was like having a baby, like it doubled my business. You know, every single one of my babies doubled my business because I had to get, I had to embrace some of those things that people had been telling me to do for years. You know, like don't do everything yourself, outsource and delegate, batch up your content. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, I've got a deadline. Um, And so I actually think even though I have ADHD, I think I was more focused when I was pregnant than I was before because I had a deadline. (laughs) And so every Monday I got my hair blow dried. I tried to do like five videos and then I banked them for my maternity leave. And that was really, really really great. The other thing though, um, which again is good advice for anyone, is passive income. If you can create a course, an ebook, um, you know, an evergreen program, something like that, because then you don't have to feel pressure to come back before you're ready. And sometimes, you know, there's injuries or you have a baby that doesn't sleep or whatever, um, or you have feeding challenges. So just be kind to yourself and give yourself that buffer if you can. And also just lean on as much help and support or outsourcing as you can without guilt. Um, as much as your budget allows. And you know what? So many people will want to spend money on buying you just like baby Nike shoes and crap like that. And like if you've got friends, you can just say, hey, look, can you, you know, contribute to um, a babysitter fund or something like that? You know, something that will make your life actually easier and just, you know, kids can just wear onesies (laughs) 
they don't kids don't need cowboy boots and baby Nike shoes. Um, okay, so that as I said, that's advice for everybody. Um, it will make you a better CEO. It means you can have time off to travel or write a book or if you've got caring responsibilities or if you've got a chronic illness or if you've got challenges or you just want to take some time off. Um, then all of those things will help, whether it's a baby or or not. Okay. Oh, this is such a good question. Um, how do I handle lifetime access for my courses and what does it actually mean? This is such a misunderstood thing that I want everyone to understand. So a lot of people sell their courses as lifetime access. Okay. And that sounds like, oh, cool. For the rest of my life, I'll have access to you. And lifetime access means for the length and the lifetime of the program or the course. So if you decide to close down a program, that's okay. Um, but if you say to people it's lifetime access, well, then it's until you close down that program, they have access to it. Now, um, I really think it is misunderstood because I think people then feel like, they, yeah, they can have access to you for the rest of their life. And I've seen people get very angry when people close down programs. So if you do want to do that, make sure you give people a lot of notice um, if we ever um, close down Money Boot Camp, which we will in the future, you know, who knows, um, we'll give people probably 12 months notice, which means that then we can have, we can use that in our marketing last time ever. Um, and then, you know, I might do something else, but that would be the lifetime of the program will come to an end. It doesn't mean that when I'm a granny in a nursing home, someone can contact me and go, but when's the next Money Boot Camp call? I'll be like, Mm. <laughs> after bingo um so yeah the, just be really mindful that you just spell things out like that in your terms and conditions lifetime access just means for the length of the program um yeah that's a good one all right so this next question i'll just point you to some resources actually so someone said how do i write a book <laughs> i don't know i am such a procrastinator when it comes to writing i need accountability i need deadlines so and I do self-publish books as well, but they're harder to write for me because I don't always have deadlines because <laughs> I don't have a publisher who is like handed in on this date. Um, instead, I've got, you know, editors and stuff. Who I'm like, I'm sorry, I need to push this deadline again. So um, accountability, you know, get a writing coach, get a writing buddy, um, pre-sell a book and then you have to write it. There's so many different ways. Um, it, honestly, I've written it in so many different ways. I've written a book from transcripts. I've worked with a co-writer. I've hired book coaches. All of those things work. Um, and if you're reading the show notes, I'll do a couple of links of where I've put it because I have done episodes on this exact thing. And let me see if I can find behind the scenes of writing my book is episode number 43. And then I also um, uh, I did a, one about book tour, my book tour that was 32, why writing a book is a smart idea, number 14. Um, yeah, so I've done a couple of episodes on that. So you can, but it's good. I think everyone should write a book. Um, okay, so sacred money archetypes, how can they guide you in your business and do your ideas and models? Like the one where you talked about savings and sacred money archetypes. Okay, cool. So if those of you who don't know, Money Archetypes, Sacred Money Archetypes, is a framework by an amazing mentor of mine, Kendall Summerhawk, and I've been certified in that method for a couple of years, and I've created a course around it about how you can design your business around your money archetypes. So it's, you know, like like human design or, you know, any of those personality things, but there are, it's particularly about money, 
So how you make money, like what business models would work best for your personality, things like that. Um, And so what that does and how things like that help you is understanding who you are and what makes you tick and having information that isn't an exact science, but gives you some pitfalls on things to look out for. Um, Yeah. So, and I've done tons of episodes on money archetypes too. So you can search around for those. Um, And also you can take the quiz at denisedt.com slash quiz and find out what your archetype is and then get more information because it's just information is power really. Okay. Goal setting. Okay. What do you allow yourself to dream about versus what you truly desire? Okay. So this is such a great one because um, I find that goal setting isn't so simple. You know, if you go, oh, sit down and write down your goals every day. Some people get into analysis paralysis around it. How many times should I write them down? Should I do it in past tense or future tense or present tense? Is it better to do it in my own handwriting? Is it better to do a dream board? What's the best way? And people get into analysis paralysis around it especially accumulators, by the way, in sacred money archetypes, because they want to know what the rules are and they want to be perfect at it. But here's what I think comes up for people. Sometimes they're like, what am I allowed to have? And if you relate this to a money memory from your childhood, if you ever went out to a fancy restaurant and money was tight, there was that sense you couldn't just order anything on the menu. You had to be like told what you can have. And so it'd be like, well, what am I allowed to have? And so if that is your experience around money, around achievement, around goals, you might be like, what am I allowed to have? How much joy am I allowed to have? How much abundance am I allowed to have? So the way you stretch yourself to see something different is um, follow mentors who stretch your possibilities of what you're allowed to have for yourself. Um, Go to beautiful locations, go to beautiful houses, go into stores that you wouldn't necessarily go into and try on things. Give yourself permission to see what you like. It could even be going, when you go to a restaurant, ask yourself before you even look at the prices, what do I feel like? And that's the practice. That's the practice of, am I allowed to like what I like? I'm allowed to want what I want and I'm allowed to dream bigger. And it is totally a, a practice and it's an acclimatization because you might not have ever seen something before. You might not have ever felt comfortable before. So you acclimatize yourself by going into different places, touching different things, literally like practically go and try on something in a store that you're not allowed to be in, that you perceive that you're not allowed to be in. Um, that will stretch your ability to believe that you're allowed to have it. And it will it will open your eyes to what's available because I, I'm not a big designer clothes person. I do have more now than I did, but I remember just tr- like even just going into a place like that, it it brought up all my money blocks. I'm not allowed to be in here. I'm a, I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud. And then I tried on something. I was like, wow, it really does feel good. And then I'd try on something else and go, oh, I actually don't even like this. So it's it's a, it's a practice to see what you like and you don't like. And it's an acclimatization. This is the stuff we talk about in Money Boot Camp all the time. Sometimes you get it wrong, um, but you're allowed to dream about anything. Dreaming's free dreaming is free okay let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back with some more q a in just a sec 
My name is Isabel Pino. I am a brand and business mentor for quirky entrepreneurs from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm currently reading Chill and Prosper and loving the message of doing business in a way that works for you. It's exactly what I preach to my clients all the time. And knowing that this actually supports your money mindset and therefore your ability to be successful has me giddy with all the possibilities. I've written down a ton of new ideas and things in my own business that I want to pivot, change, or throw out completely. Hey, I'm Jane Curtis, a trainer, coach and mentor for fundraisers working in the charity sector. I bought Chill and Prosper recently. It's the second time I've read it, but I'm finding so many more aha moments. There's just so much in there. It's an excellent book. It's really, really readable. And I'm just loving uncovering more of my money blocks. I'm also into Nisa's Money Bootcamp, which has just been an invaluable resource for me in working through my many, many money blocks that I have had from working 20 plus years in the charity sector. Thank you, Denise. Brilliant book. Hey, and welcome back to part two. Um, we're doing Q&A. We're just, I'm answering questions that people have sent in to me that do not necessitate an entire podcast episode. So I hope you're enjoying this. Um, okay, so next question is... Um, how do you bring, how do you have, blah, 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 blah. let me start that again. Creative solutions to bringing in money. How do you do quick money or do unconventional things to make money quickly? Now, this has happened to me so many times where I've wanted to do something or uh, like go on a trip or something like that. And I needed to manifest a, a bunch of money really quickly. I used to have an opt-in about this. I wonder if it still exists. I might bring it back, actually. Okay, I will. So if you go to denisedt.com slash 24, just the, just the number, 2424, because I used to have an opt-in, and this is going to give me enough time for my team to pull it out, of how to manifest money in 24 hours, okay? And so there was a whole process around that of um, like writing down what you need to manifest, like literally writing down the number and um, and then doing some like mindset work around it and stuff like that. But the thing that always gets me in money boot camp when someone goes, oh, I wanted to manifest this money is that feeling of certainty of going, oh, it's okay. I can do this because sometimes you don't have the energy to come up with any creative solutions because you're so in the space of not having, you know, you're like, I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I'm panicked. And so you need to get yourself into a place for feeling like a bit happier and Zen, which could be tapping EFT or it could be doing some affirmation work and then you can ha like have the energy to get creative around it so yeah go to denisedt.com slash 24 I'll make a note to tell my team because they love it when I just say random things on a podcast and then not tell them about it and I'll put that whole thing in there about my process okay good question um oh I'd love to hear about why it's so difficult to live when money is flowing in ease easily so this is a question about guilt okay this is a great question you know those times where things are working out for you and i i'm so glad you asked this because i literally had this happen to me this week i was like when is when is the bad thing coming to balance it out and so if you're like that maybe it's from your childhood which it is for me whereas i was always like you can't get too comfortable you can't get too excited about something. You can't hope for something because it's not going to happen. 
and something bad's going to happen to balance it out. Because that was my experience as a kid. There was always something, you know, a lot of insecurity and instability and bad things did happen. And so as a grown-up, though, it can feel the same of going, oh, who am I to have all this abundance? And often that's when people start to sabotage it. I've seen people close down businesses because they it made too much money and they felt guilty. I know that sounds like totally a made-up story. It's not. They go, no, it's too easy. Something bad's going to happen. Um, or just that feeling of guilt. It's that feeling of guilt. So what I do, and this is what I recommend, is to just stop and just it's safe for me to have good things happen. It's safe for me to dream. It's safe for me to um, feel good. You know, it's safe for me to have success after success because otherwise if you're always waiting and anticipating for the bad thing to happen, sometimes we look for it. You know, sometimes we like manifest it because we just cannot trust the good feelings and then we stop and we stagnate because we don't want to go any anymore. Another um, great resource is the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. He talks about why we do that. Um, we are afraid of overshadowing other people or for things to be too good. Um, and I'm probably due for a reread on that one too, because we don't know how to deal with it when things are good, you know? So it's a great question. Thank you for asking that one. Okay. Oh, how to go from four to five figures consistently? This is a good question, right? So um, four figures might be like $1,000. How to go from $1,000 to $10,000 a month. Um, and then it could be beyond. So, I mean, I make um, our revenue each year in the business is sort of between uh, $4 million and four and a half. I think it was like 4.6 last year. We just got the figures back. And um, so, you know, that's each month that's like multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars that goes through our business. And it is a process of acclimatization of going – um, uh, like you don't have to be perfect. You know, that's the lesson because I think some people think from four to five, I have to work so much harder. From five to six, so much harder. Six to seven, so much harder. And each time you hit a new plateau, you have to go back and examine your money mindset. Where am I making this too hard? Where do I feel guilty about it? Where am I not allowed to have ease in my business? And um, that's big. You're allowed to have ease. You're allowed to have make money easily. You're allowed to make more and more without working harder and harder. And so it is a mindset thing for sure. And then, of course, there are logistics. You know, maybe you need to grow your list. Maybe you need to tell more people about what you do. But I would honestly say so much of it is a mindset game of allowing yourself to grow um, without it being harder and more stressful. If you're in Money Boot Camp, um, we have an assignment in there called Negative Consequences. And it's always about whenever you're stuck at an income level, what what are you afraid of? What's the negative consequence that you are afraid of? And often that is a really big clue of, what, of why you're holding yourself back. So good, good question. Um, okay, let me have a look. Oh, this yeah, interesting one. Overcoming the fear of unconsciously imitating others. Fear of putting your own stuff out there when you've got a, a friend doing similar stuff. This always holds me back. Mm, I totally know what you're talking about because I'm um, like, I think with ADHD, I take in a lot of information and then I filter it through my own stuff and then 
it just becomes part of who I am. So I actually have to make sure I don't watch a lot of people's stuff because I sometimes do unconsciously kind of like make that my own in a way. So I, for years I've decided to just not look at other people's stuff if they're kind of in my industry or adjacent to me. Um, especially I do not look at any competitors, but not because of any, I don't know, jealousy. or It's just like I just don't want to be influenced in that way. I want to make sure that I'm coming up with content that is original to me. So I actually get inspiration from lots of other ways, right? So make sure that you're bringing in inputs from other places of things that are not your business related, you know, like going to art workshops or going to the movies or things like that and get your inspiration from from different places. But there's a thing there too of thinking, oh, everything has to always be 100% original. And, you know, no matter what business we do, there's always going to be someone who has a similar business. So it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means you have to make sure that you're doing it in your own words and trusting your own wisdom. But don't let it hold you back. And then the uh, the opposite is true as well. Don't let fear of copycats hold you back from going into business because people will copy you. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm not going to put stuff out because what if people copy me? They will. They absolutely will. So you can't be afraid of that. <laughs> of that. It will happen. Um, but don't let it hold you back because people need to hear your spin on it. You know, they want to see what you do with it. Cool. All right. So, uh, dealing with other people's money blocks. I get a lot of questions around this of like, um, how do I deal with my partner? How do I deal with my parents, my negative brother, my colleagues in my industry, employees who have a bad money mindset, clients, you know, things like that. So, this can be really tricky. I really get it. So if you've got an unsupportive partner, it's hard to do your own stuff in business if someone's constantly putting you down. Um, if you've got parents who talk negatively about money, what happens when you kind of come into this world of money mindset and possibility? You do start to notice it in other people a lot more. So sometimes you have to protect yourself a little bit, especially if you're doing something big like um, you know, launching something that feels very vulnerable you have to shelter yourself a little bit. And so that means that maybe you don't hang out with negative people when you're feeling particularly vulnerable. Um, you change the subject. You know, you um, hang out with them in a way that means you don't sit around and talk about stuff too much. You know, it's like, oh, I'd love to answer that, but I'm just going to go and um, get the things out of the oven. We call it bean dipping in Money Boot Camp. If you're in Money Boot Camp, go watch the bean dipping video. But it's basically like just changing the subject. Um you're responsible for your own money mindset stuff. You undoubtedly like got it from your parents. They are absolutely 100% responsible for some of your mindset issues. But when you realize that that's where it comes from, then you have to protect yourself in whatever way you can. So you can crowd it out by making sure that you're listening and reading and surrounding yourself with people who talk positively about money. It won't bother you as much. You can, you know, change the subject, not get um, into conversations that feel triggering to you. They don't need to know all the details of your business. It's not their business. Um, and you know what? I Like some people outgrow people and that's okay too. Yeah, it's tricky though, but you are responsible for your own money mindset and do whatever you can to protect that as much as you can as well. Well, thank you for another amazing Q&A episode. I will do another one soon because I love hearing all of these questions. So um, I will be right back after this final thought. Hi, I'm Sam Brightwell and I'm a creativity and business coach from Bournemouth in England. 
I listened to the audio version of Get Rich Lucky Bitch while I had COVID in March. And not only did it get me through COVID, but it reignited my passion for my online business by helping me to get clarity on on the money blocks that were really holding me back from making the progress that I wanted to make. I joined Denise's book club for the re-release of Chill and Prosper in July, and it was just amazing. It was like having private one-to-one coaching with Denise. I got so much out of it. I, I just love Chill and Prosper because as a neurodivergent person myself, I needed to find ways to get through the overwhelm and, and the noise of everything that's going on around you and everything that's going on inside your head when you're tapped into your creativity. So Denise is really simple two-step approach is perfect for me and it helped me to really focus on what I need to do and and now I've got that momentum back in my business and I know that I'm on track to reach my goals so thank you Denise you're amazing hey welcome back I want to share an affirmation I've been using recently um and it's (laughs) I am a creative genius and I it took me a couple of days to acclimatize, no, weeks, months probably, because it felt so vain to say I'm a creative genius, but it really changed something in my brain. I am a creative genius. It was really cool. So I want you to adopt this over the next couple of days. It could be I am a money-making genius. I am a money magnet genius or something like that. But I deliberately want you to use the word genius because I realize in society, we have unspoken rules about who is allowed to be a genius and call themselves a genius and who is called a genius, by the way. So that's where it, um, it came from for me of going, am I allowed to be a genius? Try it. But that's mine. I am a creative genius. I hope you have an incredible week and I will see you next week on another episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.